So, ledger items, fire away. Right, the first one was, of course, uh, Pizza Man. Uh, when was he predominantly around? And I think we've come to the conclusion that it was... 1995 stroke 6. Okay, that sounds alright to me. And it, it, it spurred off the um, the how many different artists has Norman Cook recorded under the name of. Yeah. Uh, we could come up with about five. Yeah. Turns out it's significantly more than five. Go for it. There's actually Beats International, Rockway 3, Chemistry, Brighton Port Authority, DJ Delight, Freak Power, Norman Cook, Pizza Man, Sensaria, Son of a Cheeky Boy, Son of Wilmot, Sunny Side Up, The Feel Good Factor, The House Martins, The Mighty Dubcats, Yum Yum Head Food, Fat Boy Slim, Sensataria, and Fried Funk Food. So that's, he's been a busy little bee. So, Beats International were the dub be good to me ones. They were. Apparently they were the boys from the big bad city. They were jam hot. Um, but they were called Beats International. I wonder what made them international. Maybe it's because they've got multiple... <laughs> personality syndrome. From looking at that, you'd think Norman Cook has. Maybe it's because they had multiple nationalities in the same band. Just like... Snow, Snow Patrol. Patrol. Nicely brought back there. That was the ledger item. It was. Snow Patrol. We were wondering, are they Scottish? Are they Irish? What are they? Well, Cause, both. Because they're in one of the. They're in the top ten Scottish bands. Yeah. Well, according to online investigations, um, they're a band based in Scotland, but the majority of our members are Northern Irish or from Bangor. What does that mean then? I presume it means that they live in Scotland and record in Scotland. Does that make them Scottish though? Mm. Can you class them as a Scottish group? Is that list inaccurate? Yeah. If that's where the band is formed, I suppose you could argue, you could make a tenuous argument that as that's where the band was formed, the band is Scottish, made up of different people. Yeah. You would be wrong, but you could argue that. All this chat about recording artists and things is mm. made me think of the radio, and that's a, a medium that we've never talked about, really, is it? Which is strange. Having, as that's where we, we started out. That's where our roots are. Yeah. Not the sort of roots featured in the programme roots, of course. That would be disturbing and, of course, derogatory. Not the kind of roots that Levi's got with and, his reggae, reggae sauce. And not the sort of roots that you'd require on the end of a hair so that a CSI could detect you in a murder investigation. No. But that's where we started out. Right here on uh, York University Radio. Which would be why you are but we weren't <laughs> that's exactly right and of course this year York University Radio um, <laughs> you keep saying that it was never called that what was it it's URY but it's University Radio York yeah but surely you need an of in there York University Radio sounds better well, if it's the University of York Radio so that would be UYR yeah which is it's wrong the University of York's radio station because the official name of the university is University of York, not yeah. your university. Yeah. But they've insisted on calling it University Radio. They need a comma. York is the subtitle. <laughs> it's like a film. University Radio. It's like CSI. Your University Radio. York. <laughs> Did you just say York University Radio York? <laughs> no, I said... Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where we started. 
And of course, it's enjoying its 40th year of being in existence. We're not that old. We aren't celebrating that. But it is, as an entity, as an organisation. We didn't go to the party. Um, I couldn't go because it was the day I was going down to Cornwall. And I'm too lazy. So that that pretty much took care of going and basically we'd have turned up for free food, drink, to irritate people. We never used to really get involved properly anyway. We just sort of... We sort of... It was enough for me to turn up and... Do, play Def Leppard do this and have play a captive audience do this and play Def Leppard for two yeah. hours it was, if you can imagine this separated by obscure and ultimately out of fashion songs <laughs> you've got a good <laughs> you've got a good idea of what a radio station uh, radio show was like on University of York Radio York <laughs> I was trying to think the other day of various songs that we got sent through and there was some weird ones that I can't like free stuff that came through and it's, it's singles that I only ever heard and only would have heard listening it but having presented and having it sent through and there was I can't remember what the titles of them were what like uh, the cover version of Wuthering Heights by Ross <laughs> yeah Water on the Moon that was the album wasn't it yeah with a band called Straw that did a song yeah. called uh, Sailing Off the Edge of the World I think that rings a bell. And I think it was the last song we ever played together. Yeah. And they also sent... The record company sent us a video, a VHS video, of the actual pop video, which we gave away as a prize. Yeah. To one of the many listeners who <laughs> used to ring in. Usually someone who we'd say told to ring in at a certain time. Do you remember the Meatloaf Bum Run as well? The Meatloaf Bum Run? where we played a meatloaf track and we had the full length of it to run out of the studio and get get uh, random people to vote for their favourite bums. Completely forgotten about that. That's, that's our roots. So it seems strange that we, we always seem to come back to certain subjects. Dare I say Bond? Dare I say Eurovision? Dare I say obscure B-movies and action films? You clearly do dare to say them all. B-movies and obscure action films. Yeah. Come on, you can feel you can do the last ones. Bond. Yeah. Eurovision. Yeah. Do you mean Bond the the, the man or Bond the classical group? I mean Basil and Bond, the Russ <laughs> Abbott character. <laughs> and Cooperman. <laughs> the Michael you see, Crawford it's easy. Character. It's easy to... Condor Man. <laughs> <laughs> Who was Cooperman? Cooperman was Ross Abbott. He used to just dress up in a Superman outfit but have a C on his chest and he was Cooperman. So Condor Man Condor Man was Michael Crawford. Which, he played an American superhero, didn't he? What was Condor Man? He's an American superhero. Yeah, but what what was his powers? He could fly, couldn't he? Do you know what? I've never seen Condor Man. Do you know what I've always imagined the film to be? No. I always imagined it to be a bit like Born Free, but essentially about a bird reserves and a man who cared for condors rather than lions. <laughs> That's what I thought it was about, like a sort of documentary almost. <laughs> what was that? What was that? A uh, TV show that was on post Robson and Jerome uh, era with Jerome Flynn as a maverick bird watcher. What? <laughs> Twitching, 
Can you remember watching? That was a rubbish 80s sitcom, wasn't it? it had, I watched an episode about a year ago. It had Lisa Tarbuck. Yes. And the uh, that guy who's just been in loads of stuff. Probably the bill and casualty a billion times. And the main woman had the most annoying Scouse accent, didn't she? Yeah. And she sang the theme tune. Oh, God, it was awful, wasn't it? As long as he's watching me! <laughs> <laughs> that I'd put that in the same category of sitcom as The Piglet Files. <laughs> I don't remember The Piglet Files. <laughs> I think it was just as Rodney was trying to break away from Only Falls and Horses. Oh. And it was based on the fact that he accidentally got drawn into working for MI5. Everyone had a code name of an animal and it was done on an alphabetic, alphabetised list. And when he turned up and got given his name, he was like, oh, we're on P this month. And he was thinking, yeah, I'm going to be Panther or something cool. And he get his code name was Piglet. How obscure is that? That couldn't have lasted more than one series. I'm sure it didn't. Because there was also that other series he was in, was it called just the two of us what about him and his relationship with that woman with short dark hair it was um, Goodnight Sweetheart yeah before that yes I think it's called the two of us that was on ITV wasn't yeah. it yeah. yeah ITV not got a great track record with sitcoms has it Babes in the Wood <laughs> I can't think of any of this that one that David Baddiel wrote for himself about ten years ago oh yeah it was awful Hardware was that the one that had him out of the office in it yeah Martin Freeman terrible terrible ideas but is that is that a problem with the way we write programmes in this country because sitcoms in particular comedy shows are, are written a whole series by one person it's their project like the guys who wrote Hello Hello and Dad's Army could only um, trivialise the Second World War yeah that was their thing whereas in America sitcoms tend to be a lot better because they're written by a board of people who write, so it's a lot easier to spot what's not what's weaker material. Easier to churn out 22 episodes a year. Well, I say that, 20 episodes and two that are just compilations of previous episodes. Yeah, it's a lot easier to do that, whereas when you've got to write six full episodes on your own, yeah. as it tends to be in this country. Yeah, because someone would always be a plot man and someone a joke man, wouldn't they? And yeah, they're usually writing doubles, don't they? Yeah. You know, Roger and Hammerstein. <laughs> Boobly and Schoenberg. <laughs> that, so that's comedy on TV again, you see. So we've done, we've done, we do music and film and TV quite a lot, but radio, how come we don't talk about that more? I think it's because of the nature of radio. When do you listen to the radio? When I'm in the car. Yeah. When I'm doing housework. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Essentially, radio is for the times when you physically can't sit in front of a telly, isn't it? Well, that's what it feels like nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Whereas it's not the medium it once was. I only ever listen to radio when I'm on my way to or from work and I can't be bothered to listen to my MP3 player. Yeah. Or I want to listen to something new. That's about it. If I want to listen to new music, I can skip through the music channels until I find something that I like. Yeah. Um, either musically or aesthetically. Yeah. And so, so radio really has no purpose in my house, other than when I'm in the garden, I'll have radio, the radio on, doing a bit of gardening. How homely of you. <laughs> that's, that's the way it is. 
Maybe that's it then. Maybe do you think podcasts have taken over? Or even even the big radio stations these days don't they all have podcasts for the best of their shows. And I think increasingly radio is at odds with the on demand world in which we live. TV is increasingly on demand. Sky Plus has revolutionised the way I watch television. Yeah. You can get video... And you can watch any episode of Sex in the City any time you want. Exactly, and frequently do. There's no need for, for things to be scheduled for me. You know, Radio 1 now has got Listen any time, Listen Again, so you can listen to the bits, shows you'd like any time. You're not confined by what's available at any given time. No. So not only is radio now limited by geography and... And place it's also limited by time hmm poor old radio having said that though I don't think radio will ever die no it's always got a purpose yeah you're always going to want live stuff traffic news there's no real best but better way of getting that is there no news in general if you're on the move and you want to know what's going on listen to the news on the radio having said all that it's quite dull <laughs> <laughs> the news of the radio well the whole subject. <laughs> That's it. That's what brings it back round, you see. You don't do it on purpose, do you? You would specifically choose in, tune into our podcast. You have. You're listening to it right now. Good on you. Well done. Needless to say, you were probably searching for Adam and Joe's podcast and accidentally downloaded this, but you've been pleasantly surprised and now you're going to subscribe. Whatever happened to Adam and Joe? They just do podcasts. Whatever happened to those guys that look like Adam and Joe but are younger? They did. Big Cook, Little Cook. I know the f- name of the title. Kids TV I know the show. the name of the title. What a tautology. <laughs> they're, a, they're a comedy double act that remind me a lot of Adam and Joe. And I happen to have been to one of Kevin their... Simon? <laughs> ...comedy shows before. And then they suddenly appeared on Kids TV as uh, Big Cook and Little Cook. One's... Combo box. One's big size and one's thumb size. But... I'm sure they crowbar more innuendo into their kids' TV show than they should get away with. Really? I saw one of them riding a full-size spoon that looked like a giant penis. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a specialist cook shop, that one, isn't it? But I think they also present on Nuts TV. Nuts TV. Now, if there was ever an indication of the decline of society... Surely Nuts and Zoo TV is this. Is there a zoo as well as Nuts TV? I'm sure there is, but it probably... It's like, what's one of the music channels? Like they have FHM, have their hour or two, don't they? Mm. Where they'll only play songs with big-breasted women in the videos. Yeah. So basically it's a dance hour. Yeah. That, oh, that's the on-demand world yeah. that we live in. Yeah. I mean, why is it that radio presenters make bad TV presenters like Chris Moyles but Chris Moyles possibly one of the most successful radio presenters in the country at the moment yeah when given a chance to present on TV it bombed yeah was that due to the channel or the format or him maybe all three it was on channel 5 in its early days it was produced by Chris Evans and it was basically a carbon copy of TFI Friday without any proper guests or bands and I think because of that Chris Moyles stagnated that might be due to Chris Evans who's now back on radio as dull as a show as you could possibly get having do you mean you didn't tune in to OFI Sunday (laughs) where he just got his ex-wife on to uh, humiliate her pretty much yeah when you come in to collect your stuff, he says. He's a big man. He is? Yeah. He's about six foot yeah. one, isn't he? I don't know. <laughs> he looks like one of the proclaimers. He does. 
there's that example but then I suppose you could counterpoint that with Terry Wogan that's because he's a god though isn't it is that because of him is that because he started in an era where TV and radio were pretty much interchangeable or rather TV was radio in front of a camera maybe so he's managed to build up a big enough fan base and have an understanding of both formats quite possibly another ledger item that you've got is uh, be here now what year did you what what date did you say in my head I had August the 28th 1997 you were seven days out so that's why I didn't get my results I went a week late early oh did you go on the 28th no I'm, I'm, I'm sure that it was the 28th but it must have been the 21st because it oh. was the same day that that came out the glory days where you got free GCSEs yeah free GCSEs with every Oasis album sold have you written with Nell and I on no I've written watching oh. so we can have a look at it I don't know whether that means I can't read or you can't write it's probably a combination of the two with nail and I no there's no I there's no and there's no ampersand there's no with nail that's true you just said watching. watching yeah we'll go we'll go and have a look and let's go on YouTube and try and find an episode of watching an episode of the piglet files and an episode of bread I'm going to do that now 